We believe in functional mental wellness, a holistic approach to mental health. We know that there's hope for those of us who have experienced trauma, even profound trauma, and that's why we created the Universe Is Your Therapist podcast. We believe whether you call it God, the universe, source, unity, or love, that there is something much greater than us that conspires for our good. We envision a world of healing and connection, and we teach you simple but powerful practices that integrate your mind, body, and spirit so that you can come home to your highest self and your truest identity. You are not broken, you are loved, and you can heal. My name is Amy Hoyt, and together with my sister, Lena, we will take you on a journey of healing and self-discovery. And I think that's some feedback I get from other people in our signature program is that they'll set a boundary, they'll say no, But then that person, especially if they're not used to a boundary, they start to push on that boundary. And so maybe you could give us some ideas about how to hold firm to your boundary when you do say no and someone starts kind of pushing on that. Thanks. I think that one of the best ways is in the delivery. Because if we can be calm and kind as we hold our boundary firm, then it gives the other person an opportunity to learn about this new boundary that we have without being in a fight or an argument with us because the argument or the fighting distracts from the current issue. And if the current issue is I'm saying no because I'm I'm unable to do this and we stay calm and then we repeat calmly and kindly what our boundary is, then it has an opportunity for the listener to hear it in their prefrontal cortex. Yes. And I'm as you're speaking, I'm thinking of my children. And I'm thinking of <laughs> as a child, they're not necessarily able to access their prefrontal cortex a lot. And so in a parental role, sometimes that feels a lot different for me. I'll set a boundary. There are no screens today. And it just gets pushed at and poked at and prodded at until I either want to yell Mm -hmm. or give in. And so coming from that perspective, when someone may not be able to access their executive functions because of age or perhaps um, cognitive ability, I'm aware that there are plenty of people in the world who are not functioning in what we we would call with a typical brain. How do we how do we become firm enough to where they're able to hear us without crossing that line and being dysregulated? I think there are a couple of approaches. One I've seen you do beautifully. So one thing that I've seen you do is say I love you. And there's no screens, and I'm done talking about this. And so I think that's just a beautiful way of doing it. Doesn't mean the person or the child is going to stop pushing, but at that point, sometimes we may have to disengage. I appreciate you reflecting that back to me because I forget that I do that. And as you were speaking, I was reminded that sometimes I have to say, I love you. And if you bring this up again, you're losing screens for a week. Or whatever it is. Yes. And of course, I am human. And sometimes I'm like, I love you, but I'm seriously going to lose it. Yep. So, And that's not ideal. And then I end up having to apologize because I don't like um, being dysregulated with 
anyone really. Mm-hmm. It's um, very uncomfortable for me. And so I like to take responsibility for it once I'm aware of it. Um, at the work, in the work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in more of a professional setting. There's hierarchies. There are professional expectations. How do we navigate that when it's perhaps an expectation, going back to our other topic of expectations, and we don't have the bandwidth to perform the job in that time that our perhaps manager or supervisor is asking us? I think that happens very commonly. And what I've noticed in the last few years is that Companies are trying to save money, and so they don't hire replacements for people who leave, and the people who are in the job are heaped with more and more activities and and requirements. One way is to make sure that you have a really clear idea of what your job description is, and, and then to be able to stand firm in your knowledge, not because you want to be aggressive with your manager, but so that you have a sense that you have a, it, you're entitled to let the manager know that it's hard for you or you have other obligations on your time. One person that I've worked with said to me, I just say to my bosses, would you like me to get this done first or that done first? I love that. It's beautiful. Because there's only so many hours and especially work hours in the day, and we want a balanced and holistic life, so we don't want to be overworking. I love that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to go deeper on this subject or any other subjects we've covered in the podcast, we are so excited to be launching our signature membership program at MendingTrauma.com. This is a trauma-informed mental health membership where we combine clinically effective practices, courses, and mentoring while putting you in the driver's seat. We teach you how to heal your trauma with the latest research combining mind, body, and spirit. We want to walk you through a healing journey while also empowering you. If you have felt this episode is helpful, we would absolutely love if you would go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your pods and give us a review. We'd also love it if you would share it with someone you think it might help. Tag us on social media at mendingtrauma.com or at Amy Hoyt PhD. We would love to reshare. And also, if there's anything we can do to help, we would love to hear from you. Email info at mendingtrauma.com. Give us your suggestions or topics you want to hear about. We would absolutely love to be of more service to you. We're so excited because we have so many good episodes coming up in season two, and we can't wait to go on this journey with you.